Hi, this is Pam from the Plan Podcast. Today is Thursday, February the 22nd, 2018, and this is a special edition podcast dedicated to those of us that watched the NBC TV show, This Is Us. So this podcast will cover the episode that premiered the night of the Super Bowl and the episode on the Tuesday night afterwards. So we are now anticipating the next episode after the Winter Olympics end. And if you haven't seen this show, I hope I don't spoil anything for you in this podcast. Uh, Maybe come back later and listen to this when you get caught up on the episodes. But mainly this podcast will be about how to handle grief and can apply to nearly all of us at some point in our life. So this podcast is a little longer than usual, but I wanted to um, just have a little bit more time to just sort of address... um, I don't know, the death and the grief in um, This Is Us. So um, because it's a little longer, um, I'm going to just keep recording. I don't have a lot of fancy equipment. I don't know how to edit audio yet. So um, evidently spring has sprung here in South Carolina, and the pollen is kind of getting to my throat. So I've got a little bit of a scratchy throat. Um, So if I need to take a sip of water, I might have to do that. And if we're talking about grief and I get a little emotionally choked up, I'm going to just kind of keep trying to barrel through this because I don't want to have to start at the beginning and and repeat all this. So let's just hold hands and we're going to hang in there together. But I'm going to try to add some laughs in here too. So um, speaking of laughs, I wasn't planning to have a joke in this podcast, but I have to share a tweet that I read um, that someone sent to me. Um, So a man tweeted, quote, either my wife is in the other room watching This Is Us or she just got a phone call that our entire family is dead. Can any of y'all relate to that? Anybody boo-hoo through the whole episode? Um, I know I had to kind of control my breathing, practice my deep breathing. I got some sweaty palms, and I kept telling myself, this is not real, this is not real, these are actors. Um, but it it led me to start thinking, you know, this this happens to people, and so what can we as viewers do to prepare ourselves um, for grief and loss? So I hope we can laugh about a serious topic because it is just a TV show, but I understand if this is a trigger to some of you to some past pain in your life, um, which is really what led me to do this podcast. So there's so much I could talk about and I want to talk about, and I just want to be girly and chit-chatty. Um, joked about wanting to have a little group therapy. Um, but I've thought about it and I've felt led to address the, just the topic of grief from a mental health perspective. So the Pearson story in This Is Us is really especially tragic. It's complicated grief, the loss of the father and husband, the loss of their home, and nearly everything they owned. It's really almost too much to mentally bear. But unfortunately, this happens to people. Um, The emotions that Rebecca went through as she took a bite of that candy bar and then realized that that news about her husband was true. I mean, whoo, what a roller coaster of denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance, those stages of grief and dying that you've maybe heard of. Um, So we can all probably agree that we grieved the loss of Jack, but you may have been triggered because of some past loss in your own life. Or you could be fearful about going forward in life with the thoughts of, how am I going to handle future loss? What would I do if that had happened to me? If you haven't lost someone dear to you at this point in your life, 
um, this probably isn't news, but chances are high that you will eventually cross that bridge. And I do want you to cross that bridge when it happens, just like Rebecca finally did. I love how she drove across that bridge with her children when earlier she struggled to even ride in the car as a passenger with her eyes closed. I bet she's even shocked at the progress that she made. So I think it's a good idea to prepare a bit for future loss. Maybe I can reduce some of your fear. I've had numerous losses in my life, both loved ones and things, and I've survived. I'm here to tell this story. By the grace of God and by learning to do four things that I want to talk to you about. I'm going to try to inject some humor just as the writers of This Is Us would do, and they do in the show. And I also think Jack would want that. So um, these are the four points that I want to address. One, there are good and bad ways to cope with pain, with the pain of loss of grief. So good ways, cry, hug, rest, take one step at a time, do what you need to do to just survive. Rebecca grabbed her kids and walked out of that visitation after the funeral. Was I the only one thinking um, not even a goodbye to everyone that's there for you? But she did what she needed to do. She needed to go to that tree with her kids. And didn't they look sharp in their clothes? I mean, technical question. But where did Rebecca drum up a perfect little black dress and winter coat and shoes? She was looking pretty sharp. But seriously, if you are the observer to someone grieving, please do not judge how they respond to their grief. Try to support them, even if they walk out of the visitation without saying bye. I know many of you will whip up a casserole, and man, isn't that the best way to support someone? So true story. I love those little McDonald's hamburgers. Not with the cheese on it, just the little hamburgers. And I lost someone in my life when I was younger. I got hungry I'm there. I don't know what to do. All I really wanted was one of those little McDonald's hamburgers. So an older single man that lived down the street in the neighborhood, and I didn't even really know who he was, he came to our house and he brought a bag with 10 McDonald's hamburgers in them. He said he didn't know what to do, but he felt like McDonald's might be the right answer. Amen. How did he know? So bad ways to cope with the pain. Just two that come to mind, alcohol and Xanax. They're not your friend. It's easy. It works. I get it. Just be careful. Be very, very careful. It's a slippery slope, and whether you know it or not, Xanax in particular is addictive. It literally physically depresses your body, your muscles, and everything else. If you, if you don't believe me, do an internet search on withdrawing from benzodiazepines. I know that in This Is Us, Kevin's rehab place looked really swanky, but I mean, he's the manny. He can afford a place like that. But I bet he would have rather turned back time and never needed to detox. What Kevin really needed was connection. We all do. So don't isolate yourself from others when what you need is to be with others. It's normal to need more alone time to recover. Just don't end up in a pit because of it. For those supporting those that have experienced a loss, check on them for as long as they need it. Which leads me to number two. Look for unexpected blessings. Did you just melt into a puddle of tears when Dr. K came up to Rebecca after the funeral? 
You know that actor, Gerald McRaney, that was the doctor that delivered the triplets? Wow, unexpected blessings. Who did Rebecca need to see and hear from him at that moment? He gave a hug, some sage advice, and then he offered his services. He said he was pretty good at sitting these days. Are you good at sitting? Go sit with someone. Find someone that is good with sitting with you. If you're uncomfortable with funerals or wonder what to say to someone that's grieving, my advice is to endure the uncomfortable feelings and awkwardness. Just go. I'm pretty sure there's nothing you could say to make them feel worse, and just your presence says so much and can help with comfort and healing. Your presence is not going to make them feel any worse than they do. Maybe you need more than just a person sitting there. There may be a time that you need a really perky, perk friend. So keep an eye out for those people that you need. Be hopeful that an unexpected blessing is going to come your way. As a warning to this, if you are grieving, please let others know what you need. You can't expect people to read your mind. And please don't be offended if others are up to their necks in their own lives. We're all doing the best that we can, and oftentimes that is stress to the max. Unfortunately, this is not a perfect world, and we all fail but I know there are blessings to be seen and experienced. So remember the PERP plan and focus on better things when you can and when you're able. So the third thing, when something tragic happens, please don't blame yourself or blame others. Kate blamed herself for crying out for her dog that was left in the burning house. Kevin blamed Randall for not preventing their dad from going back into the house. Rebecca could have blamed herself for not getting that fire alarm battery. She could have blamed the hospital for not doing more for Jack. I personally blame the writers for making me cry, my heart race, and my hands sweat. But that's another topic. So not blaming someone for your loss may be easier said than done based on your individual circumstances. And I know that the need for forgiveness is absolutely vital to your future functioning and health. My faith helped me handle some absolutely tragic news in my life. So what helped you in times of loss? Think about those things and be ready to share that in the future with someone that may be floundering with a loss. Loss can affect us in different ways. When I was presented with news of a sudden loss, I did experience shock, a kind of light bulb moment that will probably always be a part of my memory. But I also probably blurred out some parts of those times. Our brains really sometimes protect us from that pain. If we can maintain hope that we could eventually be stronger because of our loss, it may put some perspective into the moment. Give reason for the pain. I'm not trying to get into a theological discussion, so I encourage you to seek someone to sort out the emotions and the thoughts that you are having or may have based on your individual situation. You'll benefit from getting those emotions out rather than stuffing them down. So my fourth and final tip is go to the Bruce Springsteen concert. Have fun. Seek joy. Seize that unexpected blessing. I was so proud of Rebecca and the kids for going to that concert after the funeral. If they decided not to go, that would have been absolutely fine, but it was going to be good for their spirits. Jack would have wanted it. I'm not sure how this is all going to play out on the show, but I'm staying tuned. So we often hear the advice of don't make any big decisions for a year after you've lost someone. This is usually directed at a grieving family member. 
so this isn't bad advice, but oh, some people allow that advice to really fence them in and stay stuck. So I suggest just continually consulting with family members that love you and with people that have no financial or emotional stake in your affairs. You need wisdom and discernment moving forward, but you also need fun. You need laughter. You need some breathing room. So if you're going through grief from just watching This Is Us, talk to your fellow TV viewers. I'm sure there are numerous blogs where you can give and get support. I tell you, I know I'm a bit different after enduring the watching of this show, like unplugging my crock pot last night. And if you are going through real-life grief, grief, I hope that this has been helpful. And if you've been through grief in your life and you feel you can help hold hands with someone walking in it right now, please do that. If you fear losing a loved one in the future, please don't be fearful. That just sucks the life out of you today. Enjoy today and every day. If and when grief hits you, you're going to get through it. You're not alone. So that's the end of my four points. And I was going to skip the breathing session today, but on second thought, we probably all need it. So here goes. Let's get some breathing going on. What I'd like for you to do is if you're able to close your eyes and get in a comfortable position, then do so. And if you are driving, please keep those peepers open. So I want you to breathe in and out through your nose with your mouth closed. If you want to exhale through your mouth, that's fine, but please be sure and breathe in through your nose and with your mouth closed. I also don't want you breathing with your chest going up and down. Try to inhale and make your stomach go out when you breathe in and exhale and make that tummy suck back in like babies do when they're sleeping. Big, deep breaths. So I'm going to count for you while you breathe in and out. We'll do about seven breaths. Ready? Okay, breathe in. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Last time. Breathe in, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. So you can continue breathing or stop, but we both probably got to go. So try to add a few breathing sessions into your day in order to calm the body and recenter your day. Now go and be pert. If you have thoughts about the podcast, please email me at thepertplan at gmail.com and I'll talk to you next time on the perp plan.